mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hello, good evening. Welcome to Telling Everybody Everything. Huge news to kick off the podcast this week. Well, I mean, it's not huge news, but it was a surprise, and I'm very seldomly surprised. I receive in my inbox of how many unread messages have I got? Currently, 100,000, 101,071. We did it. I always wanted to get over 100,000. Uh, I know that would bring people a lot of anxiety to see that number in their little mail icon, but I love it. I just feel like you don't have to open every email. You don't have to respond to every email. I don't really know how to get rid of the ones I don't need or want. Um, I do have different like junk folders and ways of doing it, but I try to unsubscribe from things. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just people influence me a lot, I guess. And it seems like you're subscribing to something every single time you go online. So, I mean, it's tough. You just got to roll with it. You just got to be like, I'm not reading these. But something came in my inbox that I hadn't seen in a really long time. Since, in fact, like 2016, 2017, maybe 2018, I can't quite remember. But it was a letter from the sperm bank. And I was like, guys get off my dick. I do not need sperm anymore. I married very happily since, uh, when did we write? September, three years ago, September 2019. And I have been constantly pregnant since then. So like I have no need for sperm. It's an invoice being like, we've been storing your sperm all this time. And we tried to charge you for this coming year of storage, but the charge didn't go through. So please address this invoice. I was like, what? Because I did have a card canceled. I was in a parking lot with Fred and I have this kind of bag that wouldn't close. And while I was lifting the buggy into the boot, I dropped the bank card into the parking lot. This was actually very annoying because I have a private bank and that's supposed to be superior to like regular banks. You're supposed to have one-on-one support. You're able to email them. They look after you in a more like bespoke way or whatever. And in many ways, it is superior. But if you lose your card, this was a Saturday, I rang the fraud department and I was like, hey, I need to shut down my card. And the normal branch of the bank was like, oh, well, you're a private customer, so we can't access your card. And I was like, pardon me? Well, I mean, it could be stolen, so you need to shut it down. And they were like, well, sorry, you're not our normal customer. You're private, so you're going to have to call the private team. And they don't even work on the weekends. And I was like, what? So my card was just open season for anyone to steal and use, I guess. Now, there is a lot of extra security on the card, but I don't even have an app where I can shut it down myself. I don't have an app at all for this card. I can go online, but you can't shut the card down from online. So Fred, you know, it's very difficult to get any admin done with Fred when he's awake because he's on the move and he's quite dangerous. He just runs towards danger. He won't sit and play something or just watch you or hang out. No, he has to be like moving and grooving. So I was on the phone with the normal bank trying to shut my card down for ages. Then I had to log in online and try to figure out if I could somehow shut it down through my private banking window. I couldn't. So what I did was transferred all the money out of the account with the compromised card onto my Amex. And I was like, well, there you go. I mean, I hope it doesn't get used. And then they couldn't shut my car well eventually actually the real bank did shut my car down but it was not easy for them anyway overall am I happy to have a private bank yes but I better never lose my card again because that was not straightforward and I shut my card down that day in the end so a few direct debits not direct debits but just like standing orders where they use your card number they haven't been going through and it's good it's great to cancel your card because it flags up subscriptions that you no longer need flags up things you were paying for that you might not even know you're paying for, like fucking sperm. So this place is like, yeah, we're trying to charge you for this sperm that you're storing. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. You got to be joking me. I'm not storing any sperm. What about if my husband finds out about this, that I've got like a side chick of frozen sperm. I thought I got rid of that ages ago. 
And also, I want other families to be able to use this sperm because it was a really good donor that I chose. And even though I'm not using him, they have a limit in every country of how many families they can like create so that people aren't, you know, at a high risk of like banging their brothers and sisters by accident. So um, I wanted to release the sperm. So I'm going to call the lady now. I'm going to call her and see what's going on, why I'm still storing the sperm, what we can do about it. Make sure that when I stop storing the sperm, that it can go, you know, be donated to a family and that it isn't destroyed. Oh, hi. My name is Catherine Ryan. I received an email from you yesterday about an outstanding storage invoice. Um, sure. Yeah, no problem. It must be a busy old time down at the uh, sperm house leading up to Christmas. No, no problem. So um, I wasn't aware that I had storage of anything, and I don't have any account details, and I think what might have happened is maybe I had a direct debit set up and I'd been paying this entire time for um, a sample that I didn't know I had, and I canceled a card recently, so maybe... I mean, I've been married since 2019 and pregnant since then as well, basically, so I, I have no use for the sperm anymore. Oh, okay, no problem. So you say you, you no longer wish to continue with it? No, have I been storing okay. it this entire time? <laughs> yes, but um, to be fair though, um, the, as per the HFEA, we have to have written consent to the patients before we can remove it. So legally, we are obliged to keep it in storage. Got it. Oh, so I've had it in storage with you paying how much since 2018? There are only two invoices. Um, it's a total of £660, but if you no longer wish to continue, we'll send a form to you. Once we have that signed, confirming that you don't wish to continue, then we'll issue a credit note once we have the form back. Okay, whoops. Um, and then is it destroyed or it's given back to the bank and someone else can use it? Uh, wh- whatever, whatever you want to do. Because it's not embryos or anything, so hopefully it's recycled. But thank you so much. I'm glad I received your email. I didn't even know that I had it stored. Thank you. Thank you for noticing the very high-tech voice editing there. The person who worked at the sperm clinic was super nice, super helpful, very knowledgeable, and we had a little chat that I cut out just because, you know, for privacy, you don't want to be putting people's voices on your podcast. But I can't recommend their service enough. They were just so great. And I'm so happy that I can say, oh, I'd like this sperm to be returned into the pool of very difficult to get nowadays, decent sperm in the UK. And one of the problems that I have with the sperm uh, is that they never say anything bad about the donors. You read the book, you look at the online, you know, review, and they're always like, oh, you know, his bone structure's great. He's a great guy. He's always friendly, blah, blah, blah. But life isn't like that. Like some people are duds. And I read through some of these profiles and reading between the lines, you can tell who's a bit of a dud or who think, you know, who you think would suit your family. But I chose this guy who was just really laid back. He didn't want to like repopulate the world like Elon Musk or Boris Johnson or Nick Cannon or any of these guys having a million kids nowadays. He was just like a cool, chill guy. That was like, well, I'd like to help a family. I love my mom. I love my skateboard. Really good. So I would imagine that he's probably at capacity in most countries because he should be high in demand. So if you've been thinking about getting sperm for the reason, maybe just like me, that I wasn't ready to use it right away. I just wanted to have the best of the best on ice. And I do tell people you don't go food shopping hungry. You don't go man shopping thirsty. I don't think you should shop for sperm at exactly the minute that you need it. Do you know what I mean? Because then you might panic and be like, oh, George, I guess sounds fine. But George is a loser. So I shopped for it in advance and I looked and I looked and I didn't find this guy for like several months. And then all of a sudden I knew. I was like, oh, he's pretty good. He's certainly no Bobby Kay. I'm not going to be sneaking in any like half siblings of my kids by using this sperm. No, I'm going to put it back into the universe. Hopefully you can get your hands on this sperm if uh, you're looking for the same things I'm looking for. (laughs) And what a lovely experience dealing with this company. Great company. Do you know what else has been going on this week is a lot of my friends, like people who I thought I respected, are showing videos of their toddlers doing things that are like, 
I don't know, kind of like undermine their dignity. I have always hated the meme of like, why my toddler's crying? And I've seen a lot of this in America. What it is, is like your toddler will cry for a stupid reason. Like you wouldn't let them jump into a swimming pool without water rings or you wouldn't let them break some glass or you wouldn't let them, uh, you know, like cliff dive, like all these dangerous things that, you know, toddlers shouldn't be doing or you wouldn't let them eat out of a bin. So they're crying, whatever. And like that amuses people because it's like, isn't it funny that he's so upset about this thing that obviously he doesn't actually want to do. And they photograph their kids having tantrums or just having a sad face. I hate this. I feel like it is so disrespectful to basically laugh at anyone who's crying. Like even if you're a toddler, if you're sad, then you're sad. And I can't imagine feeling that way myself, even if I was being irrational, even if, you know, it didn't make sense that I was crying. But if I'm crying, then I'm sad. If someone somewhere was, especially my main caretaker, the person I look up to most in the world for life, took photos of me, published those photos on like a metaverse that I could not even understand the concept of existing and had a shared laugh with their friends or like online strangers being like, isn't my kid a dick? But in the nicest way, you know, but still not nice. I hate that. And there's another trend now that I'm seeing that people I love and respect are doing this challenge where they're like, I'm going to film my toddler secretly and leave some sweets or leave some marshmallows and say, don't eat these sweets. They do this patience test with toddlers. And then they leave the room. And they go, let's see if my kids ate the sweets or not. It's like, what? Wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that these kids that you've brought into the world to like nurture and, and bring up and protect, you're putting a hidden camera on them now and setting them a, an impossible challenge for a three-year-old, four-year-old, filming that and like just like a science experiment watching how they react. It's like a sociological experiment to be like, you know, if you don't eat either of these marshmallows, when mommy comes back, you can have three marshmallows. And it's like, it's a psychological game to be like, will the child act on impulse and eat the candies now when you're gone? Or will they be able to have the patience to wait until you come back? Guess whose business that is? No one's. Fuck off. Don't film your kids doing this test and post it online. And I know a lot of my friends that I've seen posting it online lately because it's like a trend that's back. Their kids have been very patient and I think they're being smug and they're showing off. They're going, look, my darling little girl, she made a few faces. She maybe touched the candies. She thought about it. But ultimately, you know, she's so well behaved. She didn't eat the sweets till I got back. And isn't that cute? Doesn't matter. She's vulnerable. You're giving strangers an insight into her psychological process of like, how is she going to deal with something? I just think it's absolutely fucked. And I've struggled lately with the online thing because when Violet was Fred's age, a lot of you have asked me, you know, like you didn't put Violet online, but why do you put Fred online? Or people have asked me, you never shared photos of Violet before, but now you do and you let her be on TV from time to time. And the reason why Violet's boundaries have loosened slightly is because I think that every day you have to evolve and adjust and reinvent yourself as a parent because kids move and grow and change so quickly. So I thought it was very age and culture appropriate for Violet never to appear online back when I didn't even really understand social media. She was born in 2009 when I just had Facebook and I was not in the media. Like I was doing a little bit of stand-up, but I mean, it's not like I was protecting her because she was a celebrity's child or anything. It was that I already had an instinct when I watched my friend's post ultrasound photos and like bath time photos I was like what the hell like you're that child's image does not belong to you that child is a baby right now but is going to be a person really soon and they might not you know who knows where these photos are going to go and now we know where these photos have gone these photos are like owned by Facebook and Facebook is now like the metaverse like these companies get sold I did a genetic testing thing for Channel 4 in 2008 or 2009, like before Violet was born. And they took my DNA um, and put it on the website 23andMe.com. And that's where they test your 23 chromosomes. And they can tell you all types of things about your ancestry and your health traits. Back then, they would tell you everything. They would tell you if you had the gene for cystic fibrosis, 
if you had the gene for Tay-Sachs, if you had Parkinson's, like they would tell you if you had the breast cancer gene, you had to sign an extra level of security to be like, I can mentally deal with this information. Luckily, I had none of that. But I mean, they won't tell you that anymore. I think they told people and people took it the wrong way. I mean, people couldn't handle bad, bad news. So now these websites, I think, are a lot more fluffy it'll just be like you are largely from germany and it's like yeah big surprise and they're cool websites but 23andme is now owned by google i think but it wasn't at the time so like you just got to be careful with these websites because you know it's fine i don't mind my information being on there um i think it's cool i like science but what i'm saying is when you enter into a contract with the internet sometimes that contract changes as time goes on it evolves things get moved around and sold and privatized like you just don't know so I didn't want Violet online too early I didn't understand social media now I feel that I understand more about social media Uh, I'm pretty well versed in all of it and it became a balance between like oh at her age she's in secondary school all her friends have Snapchat and Be Real and Instagram and TikTok is she going to feel ostracized because she's the one who doesn't have this technology and do we need to ban this technology entirely or can we have boundaries with it and to me I feel like social media is a great tool for my work the internet is a wonderful tool like I am searching I am the kind of person who would have the FBI turn up at my house and be like hey why were you searching how to do this and how to do that and you've really, we can't really pinpoint you down as what kind of person you are. And I'd be like, well, I mean, for the other, the other night, for example, I was <laughs> searching like, what is a reason that kidneys would be leaking protein? Why am I searching that? Like the internet has no fucking clue who I am because I'm searching a thousand different things all the time. I'm very curious about the world, curious about the universe. I once heard of a sci-fi writer or not, like maybe he was writing for CSI, some crime show. And the FBI honestly turned up at his door because they were like, why have you been searching like murders and how to make bombs and how to do this? And how? And he was like, oh, but it's be- I mean, I live in L.A. I write for CSI. I'm not trying to kill people. Interesting anyway. But I understand a lot more and I think it's a good tool. Similarly, I think a wood chipper is a great tool. I think a screwdriver could be a great tool, an excavator, a skid steer. These are all very important tools for getting great jobs done. Would I give Fred, my 16-month-old, unmitigated access to these tools? No, I wouldn't. So I feel the very same way about the internet and social media. I feel like they're wonderful tools, but you have to make a decision, an age-appropriate decision that suits your unique family. Does my child have the training that it takes to properly operate these tools in a way that's going to serve them not take away from them and I feel like Violet does she has the maturity and the creativity to like be on these apps and she's not on them too often and then if she wants to appear with me in something I think it's a lot more sensible than if we hid her away because almost everyone is exposed somehow to some degree that feels safe on these social media apps so I mean yeah so I show Violet sometimes now I let Violet participate in some things that I'm working on now when I think that they're beneficial and they're you know a learning experience for her and they're not harmful and that's how we play it and you know those boundaries will probably shift again next year or whenever but right now it's working really well for us and she has screen time limitations and I always know what she's doing and one thing I find if you have teenagers and you're struggling about like well, I don't know to give them a phone or I don't know if how I should manage that. The easiest thing to say to your kids is when they're like, where's my phone? Be like, no, you don't have a phone. Yes, I do. That's my phone. No, that's not your phone. I challenge you to go into any phone shop and get a phone contract. At your age, they will not give you one. That's nothing to do with me. That's the law. Therefore, do you have a phone? No, it's under my contracts, under my name. I have a phone. You are at liberty to use it under these you know circumstances and that's you know that's always my backup if if she ever calls it her phone I'm like oh your phone so um we've never really had any disagreements or rows about it but I check my phone 
that Violet is in possession of whenever I want. Why? Because that's my phone. And she does not have a screen passcode that I don't know. And she doesn't have any passwords that I don't know. And she knows not to share her passwords. And she knows not to post personal information. And she understands about like phishing and all these different things. That's always been a very, you know, cool, calm, open dialogue in our house. But with Fred... He's getting to the age where he's not a baby anymore. He's starting to look like himself and he's a little boy and he's entitled to privacy. I think that toddlers should certainly, I don't know, grow up off grid. And he doesn't use devices, obviously. He's 16 months. But I do post pictures of him on Instagram and I think I'm going to pull that back at, definitely by the time he's two. I just think I don't post that often, but... I want him to have privacy. I think your childhood is a magical, wonderful, secret, you know, mysterious time of discovery and wonderment. And I think uh, he's not a baby anymore and I'm going to have to guard his privacy for a bit. So you probably won't see Fred for a bit starting soon. I'm going to let him grow up just, you know, secretly. And then when he, not secretly, you know what I mean, privately, and then when he's 13, like Violet's 13, we'll have another discussion about, all right, maybe we'll see. We'll see what the world looks like at that point. Finally, I have very little to say about Kanye West. I know that he's all over the news and we're talking about anti-Semitism again. And then there are other conversations about, well, you know, how come Adidas didn't drop their partnership with him when he was undermining the black community, but now he's undermining the Jewish community and Adidas have had enough and the black community, uh, some people from there have vocalized that they feel really let down by that. If you are not caught up in the Kanye West story and you don't want to be, I'm very sorry, I'm gonna give you a brief rundown of what's been going on. Kanye West, formerly a billionaire, apparently now no longer a billionaire after his just landslide of trouble lately. He has mental health issues, but he also appears to be kind of an asshole. These things can exist at the same time. He's been doing Pierce Morgan interviews and Tucker Carlson interviews, and he's been Instagramming, and he's been sharing a lot online, which again, when it comes to internet safety, if you are having a breakdown, you need to nominate pre-breakdown, I think like one person who can take you offline and be like, not all of these thoughts right now need to be shared with the world because your brain can malfunction just like anything, just like your kidneys can fail, as I Googled last night. Um, <laughs> then, you know, like, well, who's looking after him? It's so sad. But anyway, he has problems. He has problems. Kim Kardashian said that they had problems for a long time. They're divorced. They're trying to co-parent. It doesn't seem to be very peaceful on Kanye's end. There are all these issues. Then Kim started dating Pete Davidson. That uh, prompted Kanye to make a music video where artistically he was murdering and decapitating, decapitating Pete Davidson. Like, this is problematic. And now he's going on all these rants about all these different communities. And really, oh, he made a... It's just, he's trying to get in trouble, it seems like. Do you know what I mean? He's like purposely, and he said in one of these interviews, hurt people hurt people, which is true. And he's been hurt so badly by the looks of things because he's actively seeming like he's trying to hurt people. He's saying terrible things. So, I mean, like it's it's complicated and I don't get into it too much as apart from to say that um, I know some people are saying, well, why are Jewish people so upset about this anti-Semitism? It's coming from Kanye. Kanye's make, he's making no sense anyway. Take no notice of him. And it's because from, you know, what my Jewish friends have been patient and kind enough to tell me, you know, they were genuinely brutalized very recently, very recently. And the black community has a lot of trauma as well like that. And I think women have some trauma like that. And like a lot of groups have trauma, but the whole Holocaust and the ongoing anti-Semitic rhetoric is current and recent and dangerous. And then you see people who follow something stupid that Kanye West says is really dangerous. And I believe in ancestral trauma and pain. And like it would be just great if we didn't say such hateful things about each other across the board. But one thing that lightened it up for me and that made me see Kanye, not that we really need to right now, but in quite a human light, 
is Charlemagne, an artist, was on a podcast talking about a time during this breakdown, a time that we can all look back on fondly, you know, before it became a question of hate speech and losing contracts and hurting communities, um, that Kanye was trying to slag Pete Davidson, Kim's then boyfriend, off to Charlemagne and being like, you know, you can't be friends with Pete. And Charlemagne said, I don't know why you're doing this. I am friends with Pete. Like, you got to stop slagging Pete off to me. And Kanye said, Charlemagne, my wife is out here fucking a white boy with a 10-inch penis and you're telling me that's your friend? You won't help me? My wife is fucking a white boy with a 10-inch penis and you won't help me? And I just think, that's how I want to remember Kanye. You know, because that is... That is vulnerable. It's humanizing. It's fair. I wish the breakdown had ended there because I don't think a lot of people could take that. And I have heard that Pete Davidson has a 10-inch penis. Not that it matters. I do worry about him. When it is hard, does he lose blood to the rest of his extremities, his brain? Does he have a stroke? I don't know. I think a 10-inch penis sounds dangerous to me. But I loved that. I just picture Kanye's little face before he was causing so much damage. Just saying... White boy with a 10 inch penis and you won't help me. That's the Kanye I know and love. All right, Fred's awake from his nap. Thank you so much for listening. When we come back, I will get into your many questions. I think Bobby and Violet are going to help me with these because they're very popular guests on the podcast. You've written me letters. I'm coming, Fred. If you haven't written me a letter, the address is telling everybody everything at gmail.com. Right back after this. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com We are back. I have Violet and Bobby with me to answer these podcast questions. Some of them might be sexual. Violet, are you all right with that? Mm-hmm. It's good to get your take. If anything confuses or upsets you, well, I won't read it. Okay. Bobby, same goes to you. If anything confuses or upsets you, well, it might. Okay. Catherine, I'm 30. I've been with my partner for six years. We have two beautiful children. I fell pregnant with our first when we'd only been together a couple of months. But I fell for him, my partner, within days. And I knew he'd be the best dad. So there was no doubt about going through with the pregnancy. All was great. I felt very much in love, wondering how I'd bagged myself the nicest human on the planet. Cut to having our second child three years ago. Since then, I haven't felt the same. I care about him deeply, deeply, but I haven't felt in love for half the relationship. My partner is the best dad. He's so nice, kind, loving, thoughtful, caring, completely shares the load, treats me with nothing but respect. I wish so desperately that I felt the way I used to. He's not perfect. When I was eight months pregnant with our second, he randomly broke up with me over the phone while he was away at work. What? Long story short, family is really important to him. Obviously not. And his mom and I hadn't been getting along. He did this off the back of her staying with us for three weeks. And it hadn't gone great. Family is really important to him. And I hadn't been nice to his mom. Meanwhile, you're his wife who's pregnant with your second child. He grow the fuck up. All right. I was devastated, blindsided, heartbroken, and angry. After four days, he apologized, said he didn't really mean it, and we went on as though nothing happened. I didn't have time to process, and then I had a newborn baby, and then we went into lockdown. I think that's when things changed. Our sex life has been pretty much non-existent for three years. I have zero desire for it. I'm completely unaffectionate. I spend very little time with him. We don't even share a room. He's noticed I don't feel the same, and he says he doesn't feel loved. It breaks my heart. Well, maybe he should go bang his mom. He absolutely deserves to have someone who's besotted with him. He has that, his mom, who he left you for, remember? I explained to him it deeply hurt me when he did that, and he apologized profusely, saying he doesn't know what he was thinking when he did it. He'd never do something like that again, and he loves me more than anything. I believe him. So why haven't I been able to get back to how I used to feel? My six-year-old's picking up on the fact that I'm not affectionate towards his dad. That makes me sad. I probably would have just carried on like this forever, but now I feel like that's unfair to everyone. 
Um, I'm self-employed and my income can be unstable. The thought of doing it alone is terrifying. What would you do? All right. So you're 30. You've been together since you were 24. You didn't mean for this to be your person, but you got pregnant by him. And then I think you slotted around all these wonderful things about him. You're like, well, you know, but he'll be a good dad. Like you kind of did the um, mental gymnastics backwards where you applied positive qualities to him after you were already pregnant. And then you were like, he's a great dad. He's wonderful. But it's not really being a great dad, is it? Uh, To break up with your pregnant wife because she's not being nice to your mom. And I think a lot of guys have kind of an issue with the women in their lives, like the mom versus wife thing. I remember seeing an ITV reality show with one of the Fair's sisters, I think. I don't know the difference between them. No offense, Fair's sisters. Um, One of them was married and the mom came over and she was very much involved in their marriage. And she was kissing her son or her adult married son on the lips. And Britain went nuts over it. They were like, what the fuck was that? Like they were giving like a passionate kiss on the lips. Um, I think the respect is gone. I think he broke up with you when you were eight months pregnant at your most vulnerable and you used to be great and you love him and some of that fades anyway but I think like he did that and you just don't respect him now and if you don't respect someone you cannot fancy them Violet okay so normally I would say you should just be honest with him but you have been honest with him you've told him about your feelings and I feel like it's unfair on the children and him if you're not being honest with him and telling him how you feel about that you've lost feelings and like because he's done this like unforgivable thing and he thinks he can just forget about it and everyone can forget about it because it was a mistake but that's a silly mistake to make to break up with your pregnant what kind of mistake is that some people can get over huge mistakes but like certain things you don't know what is going to cut you so deep that like your muscles never forget you know yeah so i would try couples counseling i have no idea i think that's a good idea i think that's a um yeah i think that, that might work maybe if he did something that would make you respect him again you would fancy him again yeah bk yeah it seems to be just a classic you know early 20 relationship that kind of fizzles out i mean it doesn't seem like either of one of you have the commitment required to make this relationship work. I know he's done what he did, but it just seems like both of you aren't really that interested in making it work. So I think move on. He might be now. Sounds like he's interested. Well, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> well. I just, it, it seems like if there's no like sexual chemistry or there's no like trying on either part, there's no, it doesn't seem like either of them are making it work. Yeah, because you could be really good friends co-parenting peacefully. Yeah, like the fact that he's a good dad, that's great. I'm yeah. sure she's a great mother. But it just seems like whatever trust has been broken or whatever's happened in the last bunch of years, it, it just seems too far gone. Do you think you can get it back when you don't fancy <clears throat> someone for three years? You know, I would hope so. But the kind of the reality of the world that we kind of live in is people just tend to give up and move on you're and, both in a ven- vulnerable spot right. to cheat on each other it's like meet someone at work and right. that kind of stuff right now so it, sometimes it, it's better it's to tough. break I up i wish they could make it work yeah um but if if it's been kind of dragging and dragging for so long it's gonna take i like violet's idea with the couple's counseling but it, it will take a massive shift on both their parts whether it be forgiveness or acceptance and then move on yeah, because, you know, maybe he's grown up and he did a stupid thing uh, he, only for four days. He didn't, like, cheat right, on you. People he, make mistakes, especially guys, like, with whatever breakup. Maybe he doesn't even remember. I don't know. But either have to forgive him, move on yeah. together, or, or don't. I mean, you can't just hang that over his head for the rest of his life because it's not fair to yourself or to him. That's true. What I would do is see if I could respect him again because I think you don't respect him. Because I would not respect someone who broke up with me pregnant. Even if they were like, oh, it was only for four days. Sorry. Like your vagina slams shut when you hear that. But if you can't respect him again and you can't make it work through couples counseling, then it's done. And you can peacefully co-parent, hopefully. Next, Catherine, I'm a big fan of you in general. I'm in a bit of a dilemma. I've been friends, really best friends, with this guy since the eighth grade. We're in 11th grade now. So two years older than you, Violet. Mm -hmm. We've been in a weird place for a while. 
The thing with this guy is that in the past, he said some rightly, oh, slightly, I was like, rightly sexist, racist things. No, he said some slightly sexist and racist things. And overall, he's very Republican in a way that I, as a rather leftist, feminist teen girl, feel uncomfortable with. Over the pandemic, everything became more intense. He ended up leaving school halfway through the year to go to rehab for depression and drugs. I was the only friend he really saw for the next five months. We were really close, and there were some moments when it felt like we'd become more than friends. But he was in a really bad place, and sometimes he would talk to me for weeks, um, and then he wouldn't talk to me for weeks, and then he'd apologize, and we'd go back to normal. I kept making excuses for his behavior because of his mental state, but when he showed up at school again out of the blue, something changed. I started feeling really weird around him, and then I just stopped talking to him. I ghosted him. I never really gave a reason why. It's been four months, and I feel so guilty, even though there's been clear relief since we stopped talking. I still miss him, even if I'm not sure I want to be friends with him again. Is this like a big problem for your age, Violet? What is this what she's described <laughs> oh yeah sorry i thought you meant like people my age sorry like people my age shouldn't be hearing this sorry hearing, hearing what violet like this type of drugs um, yeah. about like toxic like toxic friendships right so can i is this like a big would this stress you out yes hmm. so he's obviously like very very toxic yeah he i get like he's not in a good mental state but I mean, what is wrong with girls that you're like, well, he's mentally not well and he says racist, sexist things that I'm not comfortable with and he's been to rehab and sometimes he doesn't talk to me, but you know. Okay, wait a minute. He's in 11th grade? Yeah. yeah. So how is someone he's in 11th 16. grade a Republican? Because some kids follow the news and they make a decision about they and then they can no, change it. Well, some No one in the 11th grade is a Republican. They're either a communist. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, what? Something's in my head. Okay, so this kid has, I'm saying kid, I'm 13, he's 16, but you get, you get that image. Um, he's been like probably, from my opinion, no offense, I feel like your parents aren't great people because, <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> hey, what? they're, what? first of all, um, let me, her parents are Wait, bad? No, 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 no. The boy. Oh. Because they're letting him do drugs. Well, maybe not letting him, but they are allowing him to do drugs. No, they're not. They're sending him to rehab. Yeah, but would would I be allowed to do drugs? Honey, I don't think he's allowed to do drugs. I know, but like, he's been given the opportunity to do drugs. His parents aren't giving him drugs. And, you know, when kids hear things from their parents. Right. This 16-year-old boy probably isn't watching the news and taking notes. His parents are probably like, oh, yeah, like... Um, saying like sexist, racist things to him. Maybe. And then he's spreading them and he's saying all these thoughts. So you cannot fill. I'm trying to think of a metaphor here. You cannot fill a plant with dirt. <laughs> wait. That's what no, plants wait. need okay, to wait. live. You cannot fill a plant with poison and expect it to grow. Ooh, that's a nice. Nice little metaphor. I know. Right. Look, I think that I'm sad that a young woman like you feels that you need to be, you know, loyal to this person who is damaging to you. You are young. You are free. You are not a bad friend. It is great that you feel like this should not be your problem because it should not be your problem. This is a very adult, very complicated problem. And for you to have this rescue syndrome where you've dug your claws in and you're like, I have been ghosting him and I'm bad and I need to repair this friendship. This is not a positive friendship for you. Now is when you are choosing the type of people that you want to be around. And you can be kind and you can wish him well, but you definitely need to get away from him right away. Yeah, I mean, there's no point. I, I feel for this girl. <clears throat> and this is a really email seems like a real product of the times like these issues that they're going through never yeah. even came into our peripheral no. until we were like 30 years old so i, I don't know how can you imagine like, grade 11 if i, I was like someone's a feminist and he's a republican it just seems crazy to me so these certain labels and it, it just you need to move on i mean it's not worth it if this is the yeah. problems you're having right now at the end of the day but we didn't ever 
ever come across things like this when we were age. We didn't know people in rehab with depression, on drugs, Republican, at 16. leftist. We didn't have any of that. We had, what did we do? Uh, we just had a good time. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like... Focus on your GCSEs, not this. Right. And also, it doesn't mean he's a bad person. Like, everyone's growing and changing right now. So all you need to do right now is go, look, um, I need to remove myself from this friendship because I'm still a kid, too, and I can't be dealing with this big stuff. But in the future, you know, I wish you well, and maybe we'll be friends again someday. And that's it. And everyone's allowed to make mistakes at your age and change and grow. And you do not owe this friendship any more time. So you still miss him. I would make sure that I worked on that part of myself. Don't be so close and miss boys who say things that make you feel uncomfortable and who go to rehab ever again. Don't know. Yeah, do all the dog bedtime stuff. Okay, we've kicked Violet out. Go on. Where's the dogs? Well, they're not here. They're downstairs in their crates or whatever. Does she have to say fuck's sake on every episode? All right, Violet has been ejected because this is not age appropriate for her. It would make her sick to hear it. It would make her sick to hear us answer it. Catherine, my boyfriend and I always go down on each other, but I always spit it back out in a sexy way. I know that's very hard to imagine. BK? Yeah, that's hard to imagine. All right. But one time he asked me to swallow and I said no, which was fine. It never got brought up again. But it got me thinking, is it normal to swallow? Because I think it's absolutely vile. I think bodily fluids from another person should not be consumed in that amount. What amount would you be comfortable with? You must be saving up decent sized loads. Well, loads. Yeah, that's the word I was going for. I'm a chef, by the way, so I'm very picky about what I eat and drink. I would honestly vomit if I attempted it, which would not be a good look. What? I understand how you can have something in your mouth and like swish it around and try to do like sexy. First well, of all, it's not sexy to spit it back out at all. You, how can you? spit oh uh it can't be sexy i don't think i don't know but why won't you swallow it you'll have it in your mouth uh, i'm kind of out of touch on this issue because you know being a straight man but i think whatever you f did the first time you ever gave oral whether you s swallowed it or not you just go with that the rest of your life i don't know seems like whatever you did the first time is just the norm i i, I i'm out on this one i don't remember what i did oh i must have swallowed it right what? Yes. How do you remember? How do boys even know what we're doing with it? If you're sucking Drake off, what you're doing is spitting it into a safe place and then turkey basting it into yourself and getting pregnant with his baby and then retiring for life. Right. How do boys know where it goes? How do you guys know? Well, like, you like, what if you're not looking? Knows what the swallowing noise sounds like. I don't make a noise when I swallow. Well, you're not spitting it out, right? But what if, so my do, question is... Am I correct? All right, you're an athlete. What if what? you had a woman from the internet, a professional athlete bagging woman, like we hear about in the news. Sure. How are guys super confident? Okay, that they're like, what do you want to call it? What the word are you most comfortable with? Ejaculate. Yeah, baby gravy ejaculate. <laughs> okay. How do you guys know where it really goes? Because what I mean, if someone wanted to trap you with a baby is my, like, you know, lead-off question from this question, which I've not answered yet. But, like, I, mean, I produce one egg a month, and I know where it goes, and it never leaves my body, and I know where it is. If I was, like, spraying eggs everywhere, like, I don't know. I don't know if I would trust, like, where it was always going. No one's like stealing sperm. So like Yeah, these women on yeah, the like, internet. This is like point zero 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 one percent of the population men like Drake that would have to deal with this and he yeah. does a stand up job, I think, or So most men well, don't worry about it. No. I would Especially worry about Especially getting it. getting oral, like what? All right. You're not gonna get even you can't get even pregnant from that. No, but they could they look, they could have it in their mouth. They could secretly yeah, well, spit it. This girl somewhere. is not no, she's not doing that. But I'm just as a general question. Well, like, no, I don't. I don't how do you that. know what's happening with it? Like, do I don't you know, know what's when happening. people? No, I don't know what's happening. I don't care. But <laughs> I know when if someone like spits it out, it's gonna be gross. Okay. If someone was spitting it out, would you say would you just swallow it instead? 
would I ask them? I wouldn't yeah. ask them to do anything. No, I wouldn't. No. If you want to do what you want to do, that's fine. But I can prefer one or the other. Which is? I, I don't care, but like swallowing just seems legitimate. In your field research, what do you think is more common? Ooh, probably, yeah, definitely swallowing. Yeah. But like, I don't have like a ton of backlogs on this. Um, but yeah, I think I would say swallowing is more common. I think you should just swallow it. Just try it once. I don't think you're going to be sick. I think it's like more in I your think head. If you're if you're going to bother spitting it out, then I think <clears> you just might as well just do the, the end bit with your hand, and because I think that'd be weird. I don't know if I've ever mm. had that actually. I mean, I just don't understand. It's already in your mouth. So where do you? Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, so <laughs> what's the issue here? <laughs> she doesn't want to disappoint her boyfriend because. You know, he wants her to swallow it, and oh. she's like, well, "Is it normal to swallow?" He's just got to accept like whatever she prefers. He's got to deal with. Like, that's it's, true. It's very simple. Like if she doesn't want to do it, you know, I can't make her do it. Uh, it doesn't matter. You don't have to do it, but to no. answer your question, is it normal to swallow? Yes, I think it is. It is, but but it's it, also normal not to swallow. It's right. normal to do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. And he should accept that. No problem. But no I problem. think for your own benefit, and for saving the planet one tissue at a time, I feel like you should just swallow it because. It's not a big deal, and it's already in your mouth, and it doesn't really once, taste maybe. like anything. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to hurt you to try it once. Try it. Try it once. Next, Catherine. For some context, I am a 25-year-old woman who, until COVID, thought I was straight. Whoa. Lockdown gave me some time to properly think about my life, and I realized I never really gave a crap about any of the men I had dated. I thought I was just a generally unemotional person, but after thinking about it, I realized I didn't really see the difference between going on a date with a man or woman, so I decided to try dating women. I did like it. I didn't feel weird at all, and women just understand each other on a different level. I went on a first few dates using Hinge, and I eventually found a girl I liked, and we got on really well. We've been seeing each other for a year and a half. The thing is, we're still casual. About three months in, she said she didn't want anything more, and what we were doing, which was seeing each other once a week, was fine. And I said, okay, this was not new territory for me. 90% of the guys I've dated, even if it was for months, I would just keep casual because I never really liked them. I find it quite hard to explain our situation to other people. I see her once a week, maybe less if we're both busy. We go out on dates or we just chill at each other's houses. I've met her sisters, some of her friends, and vice versa. Though we do generally try to keep those parts of our lives separate. I like hanging out with her. Occasionally I'll go through a phase of thinking I want more. But then I'll always bring it back because I know she wants to be casual. And if I said anything, she would end it. I've tried to make an effort to date other people, but when I do, I compare them to her. I think the reason we wouldn't work together is that we're bad at expressing our feelings. I've never been in the habit of it, and she's more unreadable than I am. I get the feeling she enjoys my company, but either doesn't like me enough to be properly with me or just enjoys keeping her options open and dating around. I have no hard feelings towards her. We're on the same page. No one's getting hurt. I do think that I should be taking advantage of this opportunity to date more women, find out what kind of person I'd like for the long term. So here's my question. Um, I do think I know the answer, but I thought I would run it past you. Should I end it? Pro, if I ended it, I would give other people a proper chance and I could find a proper relationship, which is what I think I may want. But cons, I enjoy hanging out with her. We get on so well. We never fight. We have fun. She's been a safe space for me to get comfortable with my sexuality. I would struggle from going to see her every week and texting every day to not seeing her at all. It would feel like a breakup, even though we're not properly together. Oh, what do you think? Well, it would feel like a breakup for you. Uh, It doesn't seem like it'd feel like a breakup for her. Unfortunately, it seems like she's got whatever lifestyle she's established for herself and you're kind of new to the game um in a sense um do you think she's seeing other people yeah it seems like the other one is kind of i'm not gonna say playing the field but it's comfortable and like doing her thing like some people like to do that um and she's kind of got you by the, the strings so to speak not to say she's a bad person but you're seems like you're more in love with her than she is with you and that's unfortunate or she's just more like or she's heteronormative that, that, dating that could be true patterns. As well. you she's, know she's like she's just like yeah i mean it depends i think i i don't know i think if it's not broken you shouldn't fix it like if you get on you don't fight you like hanging out with her blah 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 
do you really need to end it to just date other people? Or is the answer to not like jump off a cliff, just keep seeing her a bit and just push yourself to date other people and see if there's something that fits all of your criteria that you're looking for. Someone who actually wants to be exclusive, just like wait, keep like one foot in the, in the pond of her. Keep keep hanging out. It seems like you guys have a good comfortable thing going. I agree with you there. Um, And if you want to see other people on the side, maybe someone else gives you this, you know, she doesn't um, though. She, she's tried. I know, but just keep. I don't know. What are you supposed to say? Yeah, and like what, keep she at wants that. To, it seems like she wants to have an exclusive relationship, and this other girl doesn't. So, if you want to hang out and be cool with this girl, that's fine. And then, I don't know. You have to try and meet people. Like I wouldn't say settle for some something. It's just some gonna be time, like some form of relationship that you're not ultimately happy with. Yeah, it's gonna be ripping off a bandaid if you stop seeing her, which it doesn't seem like you're ready for at all. Just keep seeing her, but like push yourself to see other people. And it's normal not to like anyone. Like, or you just <laughs> can try some tactics like breaking it off with her. Some mind games, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then see if she comes crawling back and then you'll know. No, I'm just kidding. Weren't you in an on again, off again relationship? In- I was in a relationship um, kind of similar-ish to this in a way. Um, definitely on again, off again. But it was this. This doesn't seem that toxic. Mine was definitely much more toxic than this. Um, it seems like you're both kind of content, although you wish you were a bit more exclusive. I don't know. It, it's just date people. Don't ditch this yeah, girl. Yeah, I agree. Just keep hanging out and date other people and see what happens. Next, Catherine. I recently broke up with my boyfriend of two and a half years because I'm due to go traveling. This has come to no shock. We have known I plan to travel throughout our whole relationship, as it's something my best friend and I have been planning to do for a while. He cannot come because he won't fly, this boyfriend. He doesn't understand it. He said, I'm too old to go traveling. I'm 28. He's 30. He wants us to settle down together and get a mortgage. I've been through many different stages about this. At one point, I told my best friend I wasn't sure I wanted to leave. And then I thought, maybe I'll just go for three months. And I told my boyfriend this. Then I realized I can't know how I'll feel while I'm traveling. So it isn't fair to limit it to just three months. And I'm quitting my job. So I need to make the time gone worth it. This is not nice for him. And I'm sorry that I haven't been able to give him a time frame. Is that normal? How can I put a date on something when I don't know how I'll feel when I'm out there? Anyway, so I was getting more and more emotional when I saw him and we decided just to be friends. We'd been broken up for one week, and I find out he has kissed someone else. Someone we met together through a friend. I'm going through a cycle of emotions, anger, sadness, and then I try to be zen and happy for him. I know that he wanted to cool off our relationship before I actually went, give him time to get used to me not being around so he could talk to other people, but I didn't expect it a week after. Do I have the right to be angry? How can I shut my mind off from thinking about him with this other person? I'm probably being super selfish as I'm the one who's going away and his mind would be the one racing, thinking of me in a different country, which is why we decided to break up so that he wouldn't be worried. But I'm so hurt that he was able to kiss someone else so quickly. Um, She has absolutely a right to be upset, but to be angry. I mean, you have a right to that too. I mean, let's be honest. But, yeah. Um, He's obviously rebounded, done what he had to do. Like I, you can't fault him at all. He's no. done nothing wrong. And he's doing and protecting his um, emotions and whatever. (laughs) Penis. Sure, they're (laughs) all connected, aren't they? He's just protecting himself. Um, It's a natural thing. Both sexes do it to rebound. I'm sure that means nothing. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't blame the guy at all. Like, he's, Yeah. you know. It's not a reflection of your relationship. Like, someone will always move on from you as quickly as they can when they're hurt, when they're sad. Like, I think if someone can kiss someone else within a week of breaking up, they always will. Always will what? Kiss someone else. Like, I think it's the perfect thing to do. Well, it's a natural thing that people always do. Yeah, always, always. And And sometimes it makes you feel worse, but you just try to, what's the old saying? Like, get over someone by getting under someone. Yeah, I guess. You're lucky that's all it was. I bet they actually fucked. (laughs) That seems like he's probably... (laughs) I'm not going to get into it, but. And you yeah. might have hated it, but it still hurts. I know what I mean. Like if Bobby kissed someone else, even if he didn't like them. He's just retaliating. Yeah. Like it's very, you know, very common. So. 
Ugh, it's fair enough. I don't think Canadians do this traveling thing as much as British people do. Um, None of my friends were like, I'm going on a gap yeah. But like British people do it. And it's cool to do. Well, it's they're, just... they're just in different periods of life. Like he wants yeah. to be older and she wants to be younger. And she's getting older and she wants to get this. Like it's, you can't fault either one of them for you know, following whatever passions they have or whatever yeah, like you're futures both, they want. Yeah, you're both right. You're both right. And you both deserve to, you know, make whatever choices. So, But like your question, how can I shut off my mind from thinking about him with this other well, person? Get, you can't. Guess what? When you're in Thailand, strung yeah. out on mushrooms yeah. um, and you're thinking about him, it's not going to be easy. He'll but have his own ping pong also, show going on at home. And also, if you're going to be like meeting loads of people and you're over there and probably presumably banging them. So Swimming in cock. Yeah, this is going to be a real cock festival oh this is bad this is a bad time for both of you (laughs) and good time and you're gonna be talking what it's gonna be an interesting experience here for both of you but look just say to this boyfriend how old are you you're 28 and he's 30 like this is really both of your last chance to like figure out all this fun young stuff and grow as a person and ultimately, that's the best thing that you can bring to your forever relationship if that's what you want is like the most actualized, evolved version of you that you can be the best version. So if traveling is going to make you the best ultimate version of you, fine. And if he's meant to be your husband, then you'll be together when you come back. <clears throat> and hopefully you can get over all of the puss that he has been <laughs> balls deep in well no he's he's the one that wants to get married so he's gonna be like searching for relationships she's gonna be the one that's like mm, yeah. you know she's but not gonna he meet won't the find man. it if, well if what's she's... she gonna find in thailand or wherever she's going she might find the right person for her but she's not looking for the right person for her so well, he like is more like a salesman right i don't yes <laughs> maybe okay but also you know you got fully married but that wasn't the right person for you because i was well guess what we had a break and she went to thailand backpacking yeah halfway through How'd that work out? Good? No. Oh. Well, I mean, it did for a bit. <laughs> but then ultimately... Bad. Ultimately, it's not a good sign for the relationship. But Well, look, I do think that if something's meant to be, it will be. But you have that's to true. travel and be your best person. Yes, that's why I said... But it's just going to hurt. I don't blame either one of them for right. like, you know sticking to their guns. And I respect both of you for that. But he um, might just get married to someone who's not right for him while you're gone and then be miserable. Right, I'm saying forever. it's not promising. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to this, BK. This is all about you. Please join more, Bobby and Violet. Bobby, your voice is mellifluous. Mellifluous. Let's look that up. Mellifluous. What do you think it means? Sexy? Hunky? Mellifluous? Thanks for using a word like mellifluous. M-E-L-L-I-F mellifluous pleasingly smooth and musical to hear really? hell thank you tom reed wilson for this email Ooh, what is a mellifluous person flowing with honey sweetened with or as if with honey synonyms musical dulcet harmonious that's a great word to yeah. describe bk he is mellifluous as as fuck your voice is mellifluous as fuck violet you are always a delight don't mind mum being a bit harsh on your English and swearing. Good diction is only emphasized by the occasional vulgarity. Who is Luke? Who is Luke? a scholar? God. Great stuff here. Catherine, a slight side note. I know you say you're enraptured by Bobby's aesthetic, but to be honest, isn't it really more the homespun truths that really seals the deal? My favorites today include, quote, he's got plenty of fish in the pan and you have to like see what sprouts up. <laughs> quote, the sweet and tasty crack is all that matters. Quote, you've got to look for someone within yourself. All the best. Please also buy Bobby a cookbook. I worry. Yeah, because of the pan. Seeing what sprouts uh, up from the pan. Well, that Who's was, Luke? That was your... Yeah, I think I added fish in the pan to like you were planting seeds. I was seeds. doing my own All thing right. and then anyways. Anyway, you're mellifluous and that's what matters. Sure. That's the end of the letter. Thanks, Luke. This person, I gotta, I'm going to go look at the email address and find out more about him. Because he, he is... He seems legit. He's great. All right. Catherine, I love your advice. Um, What should I do about my wedding next year? I've been with my fiance for 11 years. We're due to be married next summer. I'm doing a DIY wedding as we have a small budget. I've stressed myself hiring furniture, staff, seeking out caterers, organizing everything myself. I want my fiance to be involved, 
but he's happy to let me go ahead with the planning and make decisions with me when needed. However, he has on many occasions expressed how he is not looking forward to the wedding and it gives him anxiety. He has a history of severe anxiety and managing it has been one of the main reasons for arguments in our relationship. I compromise a lot to help him get through situations that cause anxiety attacks. I often get frustrated that he struggles to do things that I want to do. I've started to resent him. I was missing out on experiences. We've been to counseling to get through the issue, but it still crops up. This has transferred onto the wedding planning. I'm getting no support from him and I'm feeling overwhelmed. He says if it were up to him, he'd cancel the day, get married in a registry office and spend the money on a honeymoon. But do I compromise on my once in a lifetime chance, hopefully, at getting our wedding just to settle his anxiety? We'd lose all our deposits. I'd lose my adorable church wedding and village barn reception I've worked so hard on the past few months. But if it saves the love of my life, the anxiety attacks, and feeling wildly uncomfortable, should I compromise? This is tough. <clears throat> I, I, I have to side with the girl on this one. Really? Yeah, because like, this is her dream. She wants to do it. He needs, needs to man up. I know he's got anxiety problems. You can't tell people with anxiety, like severe anxiety and panic attacks, to man up. I don't think you can even say man up anymore. Well, I don't think I'm allowed to say it either, but... I think she's right, and he needs to suck it up, man up, take his You Xanax. said it again. Like, I know, but. <laughs> it's not very mellifluous. Obviously, the wedding's been in the process, and he can't deal with it. If he doesn't want to help, that's fine. I, I don't blame her. Some, Most women like a little wedding, and, you know, you should understand that. I wouldn't do something that hurt you. And I think panic attacks are very scary and anxiety probably sucks. And I just wouldn't make you do a day that you really got upset about and didn't want to do. Like she's described it as well, a history. You need to face your severe. fears and like go through your fears. And if he comes to the other side, he'll be happier for it afterwards, I promise. Do you think he'll actually have fun at the wedding? No, but he'll get it done. It'll be over with. And he'll <laughs> no. have, I don't know if he'll have fun, but like once it's done, he'll feel better and he'll have a better life after this if he holds back on that letting her have the wedding yeah he's not gonna have a good life oh do you think she could just have the wedding without him <laughs> what marry your brother no like just be like i'm having a big party with catering and fun and drinks and friends to celebrate my love to my fiance who's going to be my legal husband after today but he just doesn't want to be here <laughs> yeah i guess i'd be fine with that yeah You'd be fine with that. Because don't you think she'd... Well, I wouldn't want to do it without you. But if I had to... If I, like, loved weddings, which I don't, I feel like she could still do this. Like, why don't more people do this? She could it, still do this. It doesn't do seem thing. like a big, like, wedding. Like, there's nothing crazy going on. It's kind of a cute little wedding. I, I mean, I like it. Like, he should... Like, yeah, it's a DIY wedding. Like, he... He doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to go, but... I mean, then... I don't know. I, I definitely side with the girl on this one. I don't. What? I don't. I'm I'm sorry because I want you to have your wedding and I get that you're going to lose deposits and stuff. But what were you doing putting these deposits down when it was causing your fiance all this He was stress? probably agreeing with it. Now he's like, she's asking for some help to do it and he's not like participating and he's starting to like get stressed out. Like he but just needs to. Listen to this bit. He has on many occasions expressed yes. how he is not looking forward to the wedding and the idea gives him severe anxiety. So, like, I don't feel like she's listening in her relationship, which is very worrisome to me for the future. Because if I was expressing, because I, okay, so this is the thing. I think this mm. is how relationships break down over time is when people are asking to be looked after by the person they trust and love the most. They're saying, help me, love me, look after me, keep me safe. And if the person ignores that enough times, all of a sudden, the back breaks on it and then you're like oh you don't keep me safe and you don't listen to me i don't love you yeah i don't buy it on this case i think he's just we disagree i think for the first time because i think usually we come together at the end of these questions and we're like yeah all right that but i feel like i don't know you want to have a wedding but he has like severe anxiety as you've described and well, they, i wouldn't they put would have someone agreed through that. to the wedding and then now he's kind of like weaseling out maybe he hasn't agreed it doesn't really sound like she's listening no he he's just, weaseling out he's weaseling out <laughs> look or he doesn't want to help with anything and he's like give me this an excuse like i don't like him 
You don't like him, like, so you're siding with her. No, it's not that I don't like him. I, I don't like this play. I think he yeah. just needs to, like, do the wedding. Okay. I think, I appreciate that that's what you think. And I, I think a lot of people will be on your side. And this girl who's written me the email, I want you to have an awesome day. And I'm sorry that I'm disagreeing with you because I know how important it is to you, too. And he needs to listen to you, just like you need to listen to him. But I just think you want to have it because it's fun. But he sounds like he has crippling anxiety. So it's like, feels like... He, this probably hurts him more to do it than it would hurt you to just do it with your friends. If I were you and I'm not you, if I were you and I really want to have this wedding, I, I would just do it with my friends and then you don't have to worry about him being anxious or being sad or like having a bad time. And I think you'll actually have more fun if you know that you don't have to worry about him and he's at home. And then you know what? He might sit at home and be like, hmm, maybe I'm going to go to my own wedding. And then maybe he'll like pluck up the courage to come at the end. You go to your that's ridiculous. I think you're uh, I'm, getting a bit biased with your own like wedding what? You know, opinions. I don't like weddings. Right. So you're like taking that like, yeah, he, I just want a wedding. You don't want a wedding. So you're just like taking the ball and running. I think you're being a bit biased. Okay. But look, if if I didn't, I don't have anxiety. So if you really wanted a wedding, right. I would go. There you go. You'd show up? Of, of course I would. I would do whatever you wanted me to do for your special day. So that's what he but needs he, to do for her. But he has anxiety. He claims. <laughs> okay. BK, thank you for being on the podcast. Everyone loves you on the podcast. Do you have any messages? Nope. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening. If you want to write us an email, if you want to write BK an email, listen, Kutstra and Sons Gardening Project <laughs> is coming along a mile a minute. Fred took it upon himself to get the broom and sweep the leaves off the front deck today. We have video of it because of this CCTV. It was one of the cutest things I've ever seen. He has all the same natural instincts and interests as his dad. And I feel like Bobby now has the incredible gym slash sauna workout space slash podcast studio that we are recording from right now. Do you notice the difference in sound quality? And um, I feel like there's a lot going on with the garden. People always want to know more. Bobby needs to be more active on the socials with this whole enterprise. And I think the podcast is just a start. And also, as a special exclusive, we have been seriously considering bringing back, you guessed it, Kutstra's Crisp Review. Stay tuned. <laughs> write me an email if you like, or write Bobby or Violet an email. Vi Violet's left after the going down email. She just never came back. We're like, get out of here for the sex email. And then she's like doing something. The address is telling everybody everything at gmail.com. Um, please look after each other uh, and yourselves. In one month, we are appearing as a whole family, including Violet and Fred, on Louis Theroux's interview series that he's doing right now with the BBC on BBC Two. The first one, Stormzy, is available to watch on iPlayer. It premiered on Tuesday, October 25th, and I loved it. And it was actually so impressive that I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how can I live up to that? No one's going to like mine. No one's going to watch mine. So if you like us and you want to see us in our natural habitat, please watch it. It is November 22nd at 9 p.m. And you can watch them every week or on iPlayer. Louis Theroux's interviews on BBC Two. See you soon. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com